Welcome to episode 46 of the Tough Draw Talks podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hughes. Appreciate you being along for the ride. Today we are coming to you from the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in Colorado Springs, Colorado. This is the truly hallowed ground for the sport. We are honored to be here as guests of the PRCA. We are here during the Pikes Peak or Bust Rodeo event held annually in Colorado Springs, which has now been called the NFR Open. This rodeo is a great opportunity for circuit champs to come and take home some big prize money in an incredible environment surrounded by this mountain landscape. Before we get started though, we want to also give a very big thank you to our presenting sponsor this year, the Lane Frost brand. We appreciate everything Stetson and the Frost family has done for us here at Tough Draw in all our ventures, including this podcast. Be sure and visit lanefrost.com for some amazing hats, shirts, and everything Lane Frost, and to celebrate one of the greatest legacies rodeo and sports in general has ever known. Make sure and use our discount code TDT15 to save on your next order. Our second guest here at the Hall of Fame is Kansas Cowboy, Lane Frost brand athlete, and repeat customer of the podcast, Trey Holston. Since the last time we sat down with Trey, he has won around at the NFR and also has maintained top 10 positioning throughout this year in the PRCA. Trey's got a lot going on and we're excited to dive back in. Trey, how's it going, man? Good, dude. <laughs> Episode 46. We're 46. Some heavy statistics. Dude, wow. you know what's funny? You, I was actually looking back at it and you've actually doubled up because your, your episode was episode 23. <laughs> oh, dang. And now you're 46. Nice. So we've done that many since. And I am 23 years old. There you go. Nice. It's just 23, 23, 46. Uh, yeah, it's going good, dude. I'm happy to be here. This many podcasts and to be back on a podcast, I may have done something bad enough or good enough to be back. So, <laughs> Well, we'll dive in and we'll find out. But, you know, since we did have you on, <clears throat> on the podcast previously, we won't do your typical icebreakers, but I do want to do a couple questions kind of tied to the theme of being here at the Hall of Fame if you don't mind jumping in. All right. So when you were growing up, what cowboy inspired you? You know, that's a that's a funny question. I was just talking to somebody today about this. I think as a kid, I was surrounded by it so much and it was just like what I did that I didn't really pay attention much to it um, as a kid. So it wasn't like a super big thing. I mean, it's hard to say it's cliche, but he's so famous and so awesome that like Lane Frost brand is up there. Like Lane Frost brand, Lane Frost <laughs> yeah. is up there. And guys like that, Tough Edeman, all your uh, all your big names, but there's so many guys throughout there. Ted News, um, I mean, endless. But I think it was more like overall, like how the professional guys carried themselves. I like the camaraderie they had. Yeah. Um, so I can't really dial in on one, I'd say. But mm. watching professional athletes do like professional things, and it's like they don't care. They're just professional doing professional things. That was yeah. cool to me. So heck yeah. I mean, walking around here at the Hall of Fame and just seeing everything and everybody and all the enshrined you know memorabilia and old gear and stuff like that it's just it's such a cool and special feeling um when you walk around the hall of fame you know i'm gonna toss a word out at you and i want you to kind of tell me what you think as you're thinking about the hall of fame and being inside that those doors the word legacy comes to mind and i think when i think of legacy i think of like probably as a whole of what's in there but um i mean it's you can't pinpoint a buckle you can't pinpoint like one bridle one saddle i think a legacy is probably like what you could say outside of having buckles and outside of having the um all the accolades and that stuff but um because when you hear about 
I mean, legendary people. You don't necessarily hear about the gold buckle with the three rubies in it and yeah. stuff like that. So, like, the stories in there that they sit down and actually prepare and write about those guys, that's worth a sit and read. Heck, yeah, man. Heck, yeah. And since we're in Colorado in general, uh, let's, what's your favorite outdoor activity? Favorite outdoor activity? It's probably moving towards hunting it was specifically fishing for a while but due to my profession we have a lot of <laughs> winter time and not much summer time so yeah. i'm kind of leaning towards as much as i can hunting very cool very cool you much of a hiker apparently. no but i am a i am a as much as i hate it i love to go jogging at good places and there's a few <laughs> of them here yep. um my knees are killing me right now from i thought i was going up pike's peak but it must have been pike's mound <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I like jogging in cool places because I don't like jogging on a treadmill, sitting there staring at your numbers. Yeah. But I don't do much hiking. Heck yeah, very cool, man. And like I referred to earlier, uh, for more answers of the typical icebreaker questions, referred back to episode twenty-three for more of that basic information. But we got a lot of ground to cover, so we're just going to dive right in. So you know, since we last spoke, you know, you you were over at the NFR when we last sat down, uh, but you had the right mentality. And you got you got it done twice, but you definitely you know you got it done big time one night. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what you remember about that round that you won, and a little bit about the bull and just kind of what you remember. Yeah, um, I think the most like prevalent thing that sticks out to me is that um, Stetson Wright rode him before, and he was like ninety two points or something like that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, when you're at the NFR, you're not really going back to like these high mark rides and stuff like that. You're just kind of that's what the bull does. So that's that's what I'm looking at. And yeah. I mean, he may not do that, but that's what he just did. So I'm going off that and a fire was lit and I was excited. Um, I knew I was capable of doing that. And I knew that I was at a point where if something cool were to happen, it would be about now. So I kind of let go of everything I couldn't control and got excited about what I was doing and um, didn't put the stranglehold on everything and let it happen. And some good things came from it. Now I got a round buckle. Heck yeah, man. What did that What did that feel like for you? How How cool was that? You know, I expected it to feel like Superman himself was going to come down and put a cape <laughs> on me. But the truth was that, like, I did a lot of things I did throughout the regular season that worked just as good there, you know? Mm -hmm. That bull still had four legs with a tail and um, big old fat back on him yep. and bucked hard and didn't want me on him. And that's no different than regular season. Um so what felt good there was like some normality like like normalcy yeah. i guess you'd say like it felt like i i finally got back into something i know how to do instead of like okay i got my hands in the air i don't know where to put these right now yeah um it just felt good to get like back in the saddle i guess heck yeah man yeah definitely what round was that that was round nine i rode my round first nine. one in round eight it was yep. a dry spell until then but round nine dub what did it so you know breaking the ice in round eight what did that do for your mentality do you think going into nine well when you the switch was it was the podcast just say it. well yeah <laughs> it was a it was a four or five day delay from the podcast no <laughs> i uh i think the switch is like when what i had stepped into there was all these expectations and if i don't do this then i'm this and yeah. um well, shoot, if I'm not the most perfect athlete here, then I just can't ever do this. Like, you, you don't straight up think that, but subconsciously that's what you've got locked in your mind. And when you ride the first one, you no longer have to be perfect. Like, 
I no, I no longer had to be perfect. I, yeah. I broke it. The worst thing that could happen was what, what was going to happen the first seven rounds. So yeah. I had all to gain and nothing to lose. And then, um, I mean, I got, a, I got a round win, but, like, the most important part to me was that, like, I didn't stop the flow of what just, like, what, what just, happened. just happened. I allowed myself yeah. to win. I wasn't fighting the current of, like, I had to be perfect that day, you know. Yeah. So like, that was huge. Yeah, and, you know, and when we talked on the last episode, you talked a lot about mentality and how much that – plays into your game uh especially and so i'm sure breaking that ice getting going and then you know you, you didn't you know didn't didn't go good and went around 10 for you but then you know coming into the next season you you were like a man on fire yeah i'll touch on that that was uh, <laughs> it's been fun this year man it's been so much fun i think like last year i didn't i bought my car january 8th i, I screenshot that day because i never wanted to forget that like i decided that day i wanted to do it but i didn't enter like the first big rodeo i went to was uh <clears throat> san angelo like that yeah. was, and i bucked off there so i mean didn't even do anything but that was the first big one i went to no no san antonio no fort worth no yeah. houston um none of these amazing opportunities to jump up and uh, not to mention i like I prided myself in like wanting to go rodeo and hitting the road hard. So, like when everyone stopped right after the season, I went home for a little bit. But like in January and even like late in December, I was going to rodeos. Like yeah. I wanted to, I wanted my hand in a rope, and I, I think I thrive off of getting on more bulls, and that really excited me. And I also learned how to back off of needing like complete like or like existential amount of bucking bulls under me. Like yeah. more trust was grown, and a deeper root was in my system of like. I can go out and perform today. I didn't need 30 bulls yesterday to do that. So, um, and that's, I'm 23. I'm growing. I'm yeah. growing in the sport. I'm Still growing learning. as a man, like yeah. all those good things. So, um, but that, uh, it felt good because I had systems in place and I didn't know if they would work or not. And they did. But the fact that they went well, I have something to go off the rest of my career. And I can say, you know, those 15 push ups and the, you know, whatever, the guava drink worked real good for me. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. not what I did, but yeah. um, I have something to go off of. And once yep. you get your first win, you can go, bingo, aha, I can go back to that. I, I got I to win doing that. And that felt good. Yep. So I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. So I guess to answer your question, I was on I was on fire and I'm still growing, but it was huge that I have something to go off of, yep. especially with years to come and it hopefully. For sure. Absolutely, man. And then, you know, and it led into circuit finals. Right. Yeah. And, you know, talk, talk to me a little bit about the circuit finals. Cause that's why you're here. Right. Right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how the circuit finals went down. I know it was pretty cool that you and your buddy yeah. were one and two in the circuit finals, but talk to me a little bit about that and the timing of that. Cause that was in uh, what October. When yeah. Was that's that? the middle of October. I want to say yeah. like the 11th through. The so the, November. so walk me through this. So the season ends that end of September and you know so like you alluded to some guys go home and they're like i'm gonna sit tight you know just practice stay healthy blah 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 for the nfr but you kept going yeah. right and so what tell me a little bit about the circuit finals and what you remember and how that went down and yeah i'll add some dialogue with that like some background so like going into any circuit finals i think i rode one when i was like 74 points or something like that yeah. as the only bull i'd ever ridden at the circuit finals let alone cared to be there or like had goals towards it and that was one of my goals i wrote down at the beginning of the year and um my friend colton byron like you said we we got to come here together but i watched him just dominate that and heard the stories about like sage kimsey coming through and mm -hmm. so fast forward to the circuit finals and i just i was two weeks out of taking the biggest rock i'd ever put on my shoulders off i like yeah. i had it, i got it off i made the yeah. nfr like yeah. even though i knew i had it made three weeks prior 
didn't have it made, but had a, I was up there and I just had to keep performing. Um, when like that last day came off, the first day of that next month, it was like, all right, I'm good now. Yeah. Like I feel good. So it was like, that was, you have a few moments in your career. I would say like, if guys really look back and they'll go, that was like pure bliss. Like I, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't thinking, I wasn't trying, I wasn't worried about thinking or trying. I was happy to be there. I, I wasn't guaranteed success, but I was pretty excited about it. Yeah. And um, that was one of those moments for me, pure bliss. I, look, I even bucked off a bull there. But um, looking back, I enjoyed myself. I had fun. And going into that, I almost broke Sage Kimsey's record, I think he had for the circuit finals. And yeah. um, I didn't even know that going into it. So it was That's like, cool. I just had like a bunch of heat behind me rolling into it. And uh, man, that was a blast. Like I said, a blissful moment. So. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And so that that really helped set up your year didn't it yeah like it helped kind of because i mean in the driver's seat you were in the driver's seat at the beginning like you know basically from october through about january you were sitting in that top two or three you know pretty steadily because of a great start with the circuit finals right yeah yeah that circuit finals i mean because uh, they have switched it a few years in and out like it didn't count it yep. does count didn't count now it does count again and uh excuse me and for i mean it was like shoot over ten thousand dollars towards the rodeo season yep. i mean that's that's a hard week's of work Heck during yeah. the regular season you know and you can win that there's good extreme bulls and stuff but i mean compared to what last year the year or the year previous buying my car january 8th no dollars come in hurt myself still yep. no dollars and yep. yada yada you know and um that's also a big relief i'm like well I did what I did last year. Yeah. I can show up this year with 20000 already on the board, and they're wanting to pay this much to win this rodeo and yep. this much to win this one. Let's go, baby. Like, keep <laughs> feeding them to me. Yep. And I think that mentality was very beneficial. Heck yeah. It. Heck yeah, man. So, you know, circuit finals, you got to go to some of the bigger rodeos throughout the beginning of the year and stuff, and now you're, you're into the summer run. You know, talk to me a little bit about as the calendar turned to January after the circuit finals, kind of how you kind of talk us through your year, what you're looking forward to basically from here to September. And, um, and yeah, just kind of the mentality and what rodeos have kind of hit for you and, you know, what, how's everything going for you right this second and what you look forward to over the next couple months. Yeah. Close the season out. Yeah. Uh, we're getting in the hot part. And the funny thing is it seems like, uh, like if you look at the calendar, it's not that bad. But if you look up this mountain hill of rodeos we got coming up, which um, all about perspective there, but um, <laughs> like three months isn't that bad. But uh, 75 rodeos is pretty bad. Like that's a lot of rodeos to go to, right? And um, like I don't really have expectations, but I do know it's like a learning curve for me because last year I was taking, <clears throat> I was nickel and dime everybody. Yeah. I was day moneying and I was. 80 point riding at the ones that nobody else was going to and i was taking every whack i could possibly get and yep. this year it looks different like i'm on the board heavily um like cheyenne's coming up all these radios i remember from last year um so like zero expectations but a lot of like goals coming into it and i, and I have goals to be in positions going into the finals and um just some things to get after but as of like right now uh total honestly like it's been pretty rough past three or four weeks here yeah. um and it's <clears throat> like been a pretty dang good learning curve like i keep throwing everything i got at it as far as like i talk with a mental coach and we're we're trying here here and here i'm gonna figure it out and it's gonna be a dang good lesson and i've got a few things i i think i'm really turning it back around um but uh that's the beauty of it right i mean we start out like a house of fire and then the next day you're 
not the bottom of the barrel, but in three weeks I've switched six spots on the standing. Yeah. So um, there's no room for forgiveness, and you can sit around and lollygag about it, or you can just put your big boy britches on, face the truth, figure it the heck out, and keep rolling, you know, and I'm yeah. doing my damnedest and turn around. and Yeah. Um, what better time than one of the hottest times of the year? You know, middle of July right now. That's right. Colorado Springs right here, NFR yeah. open. And I've Cheyenne right good, after. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Cheyenne. <laughs> and just keep putting your hand in the rope, keep showing up, you know. And Easier yeah. said than done right now, but that's what's ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah, like you say, what better one to start on than Pikes Peak or Bust and mm-hmm. here at the NFR open. Uh, you know, and the nice thing, the cool thing about that is it could be, it could feel a lot like a full circle type moment with – the circuit final success and then benefiting from being here because that's how you got invited right right yeah how great is that that they give you i mean no one talks about this but there's a lot of guys that don't go to the circuit finals and or don't get to go to the this colorado springs nfr open i mean there's a lot of select guys here so this is cool yeah absolutely man um all right so we had colton byram on (laughs) and uh told us some stories you probably saw the picture we shared oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna recreate that here in a little bit but uh i was you know i just wanted to touch on your relationship with colton uh y'all's friendship how traveling together helps you and how it pushes y'all yeah oh gosh we're gonna have to hold <laughs> another podcast but um man colton's one of my best friends and it's pretty unique like i would say a lot of guys go with their good friends and travel with but and Creek Young is our other traveling partner, and, and we know him just as good as the other. Yep. And uh, But the fact that you grow up with somebody that now you trust and believe in to get in the same box that has wheels on it and drive around the world to chase the same goal, um, it's pretty pretty dang cool. Like, yeah. it's not accidental, you know? And um, so the fact that we could do that is really cool. But on top of, like, the re- like we, we set out and we make sure we – like have good things behind us when we pick traveling partners and like reasoning and one of the reasons i i love being around colton's because he keeps it light like me and him our relationship is built off like humor and we have a lot of sarcasm which is a great default thing to go to right yeah. you know and we have a lot of there's a lot of serious moments what we do is no no mere joking matter but yeah um when things are tough we can crack a joke and it turns <laughs> some things around you know yeah. um a lot of stories to be told about a campfire one day, but we're just getting started too. So <laughs> absolutely, man. No, that's cool. That's cool. So, you know, we've you and I've talked. Uh, you you alluded to mentality. We've talked about kind of the mental health side of the game and some of the advancements. Uh, we talked a little bit about the PBR teams, but you know, you actually have jumped in. Actually, we've jumped in to something together. Um, but you know one of the big things that i see with the sport and that uh i've always appreciated about you is kind of your business mentality your business mind uh the way you compartmentalize the way you you know your past and how you know it's not always just been a cakewalk but it's something you've had to work for and really search within yourself which i think helps you earn it and makes you feel more appreciative but um you know just recently you you and i talked and you wanted to take on representation um talk a little bit about that and why why to you that was such an important thing and we'll we'll talk a little bit about our our new agency that you were our first signee for called Mm -hmm. tough draw sports and entertainment yeah um i'll start off by saying that i i believe that what we do is really turning into an athlete sport and and not a cowboy we're, we're athlete cowboys but you just can't tell me that you can't be athletic anymore. Like you can't, <laughs> yeah. like, 
these guys that do it and and there's a whole that's a whole nother book to be talked about but we're an I, I consider myself an athlete i'm a rodeo athlete therefore if you look at the history books of anything you would consider athletes um at a professional level there is other revenues and other um pluses that come to taking care of your body the way you do professionalism carrying yourself in a certain manner so uh business things would be in that realm for me and to uh, have a have some partners and uh, people I love being around to take care of that nurture that for me and grow it into some things that um, hopefully go all the way into the last day I ride a bull and on um, that's huge yeah. right that's huge so we got an exciting thing going on with um, this agency and tough draw sports and entertainment and um, yeah, we're going to be keep moving forward with that. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. And you've been you've been a bit a big advocate since you signed, even though we really this is actually the first formal time that we're talking about this. And again, there was no better person uh, amongst our group. Uh, there was no better person to sit down and talk to than the first person that jumped in <laughs> with us and really committed and saw the vision of what we're trying to do. But you know, from my perspective, it's it's exactly like you said. It's it's uh this is an athlete sport. This is not just a cowboy doing cool stuff, you know. And that's the thing I think when you look at the sitting outside the Hall of Fame and you see the guys that are in there enshrined, they they realized that a long time ago, right? Yeah. And I think that you know there's a reason why there's been tens and thousands and hundreds of thousands of cowboys since and there's only so much room in that hall of fame you know right. and i think that the people that do take it seriously the people that do work hard and like you said i mean these days you can't even get entered into some of these rodeos if you don't take it seriously colton talked about with us on the last episode about 110 percent. you get in the box you know you know exactly what you're doing there's a reason you mean you have intentions when you put your hand in the rope i think is actually a quote from him and so you know when we looked at this opportunity you know we do a lot of marketing we do a lot of video work we have a lot of relationships and for us that's you know that's what that's what we saw we saw an opportunity to work hand in hand with guys that we're already doing stuff with whether it's sitting down to do the podcast or short films or just do life with you know um just as brothers and stuff like that in christ like just being able to share and you know if you have questions about work business family relational anything like we want to be there just like i know stetson frost has been there for you and that's part of the reason you you wear the lane frost brand so proudly and will always as long as stetson will have you you know um and that's the same way with us as far as working with the frost family and that legacy you know getting getting to be as close as we are to both tough Hedeman and then the frost family and stuff like that that's one of the things that we really cherish and revere is like that understanding of like you know for us we look at we look at all these different businesses and these different sports and these different things and you know we see the types of money that they're making and they're playing a game in most instances mm-hmm. you know and it's not it's not life or death in most instances and um uh, you know we just we just put our heads together and you know brought in mike from which is a nfl agent that's with us that you know has helped a ton with contracts and starting to open some doorways for some of these outdoor outside sponsors and understanding the mentality of an athlete but you know specifically when we talk to you about it you know walk us walk 
walk our audience through just a little bit of your mentality and the thought process for you and kind of, you know, some of the conversations you and I have had about what, as an athlete like y'all, like what helps y'all the most? Like I want people that listen to this podcast to hear like some of the things of why, you know, why, for example, it's more important for us to try to work on getting you more money as opposed to just here's five thousand dollars worth of denim or clothes or whatever right yeah tell us a little bit about that what what helps you you know yeah i would uh first and foremost and and this is number one this is all of overall things that helps everything is is a relationship with, with god jesus and um one heck of a light to lead by and a north star to go by so i just always like to mention that first like before we say anything um Absolutely. and everyone i work with i has a pretty good base with that, and we've had conversations about that. Um, but right on the back side of that, I always say, and I always have this conversation, we've had this conversation, me and Stetson, um, the friends and family over there at Hobart, everybody, uh, is that I want to be your buddy. Like, I want to be your friend. I want to be able to call and say, hey, man, happy birthday. You know, right. um, hey, Merry Christmas. Hope you all have a good one. It, whatever. Text you guys. Like, I don't want it to be like, <clears throat> I, I just hate the idea of like, um, super like uh yes sir uh, no sir okay all right bye like the yeah. whole suit and tie see you later stuff i'm not a I, I just don't like that um but it's also been like the most benefit like i did that in hopes of like i don't know i guess prevailing on just like some good friendships like i, I want to be based off of that but that has been like the most like potent thing in every relationship i've had is that i put that first and god and, and also the fact that like hey i don't want this to be uh um, you know, you don't yeah. even hardly remember my name type of deal. Like, yeah. I, I want to know you and um, put that first. So that's been super beneficial and it's kept a lot of like things that I look back in my past and I go, that probably wouldn't have been very good. And I'm yeah. glad it didn't work out. And it's no like hard feelings for anything, but um, that's first and foremost is God. And just knowing that like we're stepping in this as, as partners and friends and, and we have a job. We, we both want to put dollars in our pocket and help people out. And we both want to... Uh, see benefits from this and I want to do that as your friend as your buddy and, and as, a, as a business partner so that's first and foremost and uh, I think something really unique that you could touch on real quick is like what is like people are starting to not miss out on but how about like the freshness of rodeo like yeah. the uniqueness and like <clears throat> there's so many I guess avenues and, and I'll let you, do, I'll let you no, dive yeah. into that yeah 100% um you know, a lot of that honestly has been created by Yellowstone as we've talked about that a little bit on this podcast. And, you know, to me, to me, shining a light on Western culture in general is great because what it does is it allows people to seek out Western culture and really learn the truth about Western culture. You know, Hollywood, you know, Yellowstone, Hollywood, you know, everything's over dramatized. They've got a job to do and a story to tell. Um, and that's, that's part of it, but, you know, making cowboy cool again has been something that's really been special and it's been spectacular. And there's been a lot of like the PBR, for example, PBR has understood that and they have really leaned in with the relationship with Cole Hauser and the teams and continuing to grow the sport and all these other things. And so for us, you know, as filmmakers, and as creatives, like we've always been about telling this story, like we've been here even before Yellowstone. And uh, but what I see an opportunity with for athletes like yourself and, you know, and with relationships again, like we're going to finish this podcast and I've got to go. I'm going to go sit down with the PRCA and talk to some of their marketing people. But like, 
you know, there are so many opportunities out there, whether it's creating content, telling stories. Um, that's, that's what we want to do. We want to focus on that element of it. And we want to show people that like, if you think Cowboy's cool, you know, how as a business, can you, can you make money off of that? How, how does advertising work for you? Because, you know, you, you look around and you look at Sage or you look at Stetson or you look at Jose, um, you know, they have good social media followings, but like a lot of businesses just look at influencers and numbers. And like for us, you know, the numbers with a lot of cowboys may not be there, but at the same time, their stories worth telling. There's, you know, there's the actual physical up and down the road that constantly is happening. There's just so much opportunity for businesses to get involved. And that's, you know, and you, as you and I talked about, that's one of the cool things that, you know, you know, sure, you know, educate, educate cowboys and on media being better at it, um, helping them grow in specific ways, you know, leverage, leverage all the things that we're doing with tough trial leverage, you know, how good of a relationship we have with the Lane Frost brand like you do. Um, you know, there's things that the podcast, right? I mean, we have sponsors on the podcast and, but we look, we want to look for relationships exactly like you're talking about where, you know, we can grow a friendship, we can grow a dynamic and everybody sees the value. Yeah. Right? Beneficial all around. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's great. I think you nailed it. I think it's huge to know that. And it's not like, um, one, I'm not bashing on any other sport and two, I'm not saying that nobody doesn't know about cowboys but i think it's huge to know that with like the, the cowboy lifestyle especially it turning to more like an athletic thing um is that like it's not transparent like it's you're not seeing you're not seeing a one-time image like the dude that went out there and busted his hand in the bronc riding off his candle and split his knuckle his bone sticking out that's not that's not false he's got to go home and work with that you yeah. know if he's got kids he's got to pick his kid up with that like this is all like about as real as it gets yeah. and and the 16 hour drives and the state to state and being partial mechanic and like all these things of going home whether you are going home and, and you got 300 head of mama cows to take care of or you have a wife what, and kid a wife and kid <laughs> you know these people some guys go home to businesses and they they work their tails off so that they can hit the road like all these things it's not transparent like what, yeah. what you are seeing is it's not like it's not, it's not even very sexy thing sometimes you know uh-huh. it's not like cool it's not like there's probably some things they wish they could be doing other than that just to be out here and follow a passion and a dream and a lifestyle that's been lived for a long time and I think in a very beneficial way is evolving. So I just I just hope people know when they're investing in cowboys and cowboy lifestyle and you're watching us on TV and Cowboy Channel, all these awesome things that yeah, it's not transparent, man. It's about as real as it can get. So Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's one of the coolest parts, you know, within the storytelling is just every every single one of y'all has a different story right. and that's you know that's part of the reason i love doing this podcast so much and oh, yeah. we'll always continue to do this podcast as long as people keep listening it's mm. just sitting down and talking to y'all about what is life like you know like you know like for some examples like chase doherty his wife's an entrepreneur um you know, Josh Frost's wife, Erica, you know, started selling those jackets and stuff, mm-hmm. but she also ropes and like right. Josh does rosin and you do welding and, yeah. you know, and all these, all these things that, that a lot of people don't, you know, don't really see. They just see like yeah. going and getting on and you make, you make money in eight seconds. And yeah. what a lot of people don't know just to also kind of 
explain some of this is and trey you can kind of fill in the gaps here as far as if i'm wrong but you know they may make you know the prca standing show they may make a hundred thousand bucks but then when you take out the expenses to get up and down the road and the cost of if they get hurt and you know the maintenance on their truck and paying for gas and all these different things i mean you know they make they make about you know middle lower class you know in a lot of respects when it comes to that you know they may only bring home sixty thousand a year mm. and you know trey you can correct me if i'm wrong but but that's kind of what we've seen and that's why like you know for us as a passion like it's a passion to tell stories it's a passion to work with you guys it's a passion to help help you guys and that's it's cool because when we bring people like we have we have multiple partners on this agency like mike being one of them as i talked about with the the nfl he has fallen in love like he texts me non-stop and is like yeah. brett is trey riding tonight <laughs> who's riding are right. any of our guys up on cowboy channel yeah you know pbr where where can it's i watch exciting. you know exciting and he you know, he's he loves it he loves it and it's you know he's been an nfl agent for 20 plus years and he said that this has rejuvenated his career you know yeah. and um and that's cool that's cool to hear because as you know like it's a, it's relatively quote a small sport compared to the major americans right right it, now anyway yeah yeah and like mm. i think what we're both like the subject of what like kind of side subject what we're alluding to is that like i guess when I'm, all of what we're talking about and like the non-transparency and stuff is like um, I guess what always comes to my mind is that like I, I work with Wrangler and when I th you think of Wrangler like or I think of like a, maybe a tennis shoe on an NBA player or whatever it is you know but like I, I actually I actually put on Wranglers every day like that's, yep. that's what I got in my closet man yep. like when I go home I it's not like I'm like shoot I gotta go weld today and I gotta I gotta prove to people I'm welding I'm like I'm welding <laughs> so I need to take like 30 minutes of footage and get back to my 12 hour day of welding you know yep. or whatever it is yep. and I just I love that. I think that is just irresistible. People come over here and it's not like uh, we're trying to sell anything, but like I'm saying, it's just, it's who we are and it's what we do. And then it's, you know, yeah. it adds, in my opinion, like part of the reason I think people are falling in love with Western culture is like, you know, as a, as a country, and I'm not going to get political or anything like that, but as a country, we've been through a lot of turmoil and we've been through a lot over the last several years. And I think that uh, a lot of people see the way that Western culture lives life, the way that they take things, the mm. way that they respond to things, the respect, the pride, the courage, the patriotism, all these things. And a lot of people probably thought that it didn't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. This is uh, so, never gone away yeah. as much as you maybe don't want to pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, you go behind the shoots to the after party <laughs> to the whatever, the long night yeah. drives. It's the same as it was about 60 years ago. Exactly. Just uh, new brands and better buck and bulls is all. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, for us with Tough Draw Sports and Entertainment, you know, we'll, uh, you can follow along with us on Instagram at Tough Draw Sports. But uh, we'll be making some announcements of some of the guys that we have on our, on our roster that Trey's helped us get and some of the key guys that uh, jumped on, uh, you know, shortly thereafter, Trey have also helped us uh, acquire and some new things that we're trying to work through with the PRCA as well. So, so we will keep y'all posted on that. But Trey, man, I've, I've really enjoyed jumping on, you know, um, tell me a little bit about what do you, you know, I'm going to just throw some random stuff at you. So, uh, bull aficionado. Oh yeah. Oh, Colton here. So when Colton, when Colton talks about bucking bulls, what goes through your mind? <laughs> like, <laughs> 
I feel like a, I feel like a monkey. I feel like I'm like <laughs> not like I just I'm just like whatever. Like he just knows. And and little quick note, we call him Gator inside the rig. That's another story. But his nickname is Gator. But he told us a little bit about okay. it on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, but when Gator starts talking. It's like okay, shut up. Like. <laughs> We get it. We get it. You know, and we we were joking earlier. Like he can, he'll tell you if there's 17 spots on one side and three on the other, and you know, three and a half inch horns, and he knows them. And it's it's funny because he can't remember what he had for lunch the day before, but um, he's good. He's good on the bull list, man. It's it's uh, annoying, but it is helpful. It That's is helpful. funny. Well, just uh, if you're ever just like rolling your eyes at him, and then you go buck off. How does that feel? Does he ever bring it up and be like, "Hey, I oh. told you that bull was gonna do that." Um, <laughs> he'll he gives it time. He's real good at letting stuff simmer. <laughs> Give it time. And it's just kind of like that guy who does a sprinkling off his elbow. I, I'm I'm making the if you guys can't see me, I'm making the gesture. But um, he just he'll boom snap right on you. He's like, "I told you, dude. I told you." And be real subtle. <laughs> and you just be like, "Shut up and roll on." But um, no, he don't rub it in too bad. But no. he will rub it in a little bit. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Um, Man, uh, let's see. We actually we got a couple fan questions, so Ooh. let me go ahead and jump to those real quick. Makes um, me feel makes me feel loved, man. They're like solid. Like I'm seeing, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, we do. Um, all right. So Henry asks. Okay, actually, this is awesome. This actually ties exactly to what we just talked about with Colton uh, about Colton. But do you like to know the bull's tendencies? Yeah, I do. I think that there's a lot of opinions about that, but personally, um, I, I like to see like a one video one or two videos and i don't really like to ask people I'll like i'll ask colton like he's somebody i trust to ask and there's not many people i'll ask but yeah man if i can see a quick video i can get my own opinion of the bull and like in a season like this where like if we have to go from california to pennsylvania and it's a five thousand dollar plane ticket and i'm going to be 65 points i'll turn him out um otherwise like i kind of got something to go off of and i get real excited about it so yeah so coy Polmar <laughs> asks did he, did you ever conquer blackjack in the practice pen? Oh man, if I don't think I did, there's no way that bull. So this <laughs> give, give the backstory. Yeah, I'll give you the backstory. <laughs> so we bucked so many poor animals at the Polmeyer family's house, and uh, two of my best friends from back home, and they're riding bulls phenomenally. Um, but we bucked like there was. We had a heifer. We she, we broke her horn. We had to tie a rebar to her horn to keep her horns up. We called her rebar, and she was so crazy and. <laughs> Blackjack was big and scary. We had a bull called High Tide, but I really don't think I ever rode. I don't think I ever rode Blackjack. Like Blackjack was our first spinning. He was a Corrini bull steer. I don't remember what he was, but he was freaking scary. Like made your That's stomach funny. hurt before you had to get on him. So I don't. Yeah. Man, I don't think I did. I think Coy may have once or twice, but Mason Couch. Um, you guys may not know who that is, but he'll get chuck all this because he got slammed so hard. He was the first guy. He was our test dummy, and now he's oh, a calf roper. So just tell you how that went. <laughs> he got slammed that hard. That's great, man. But no, I don't think I rode Blackjack. Oh, very cool. Um, Terry commented and said, way to go, Salt. Hang on tight. Yeah. So we got we got a few minutes. Tell, I, I fi- I've now finally gotten the explanation on Salt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gave that to me at Choctaw and Durant. But explain to our audience why Salt. Yeah, this is so funny because <laughs> people actually call me this and they don't even like – like every time I see – oh, gosh dang it, I just had a – Brain fart. Anyway, I'll just have people come. What's up, Salt? And now I turn around and catch it. But uh, one of my best friends just got married the other day. His real name is Kyan Pepper Brown. And we met in seventh grade. And we hit it off like no other. He's just one of my best buddies. And and uh, it turned into like a joke. We were constantly 
constantly on our phones taking stupid videos and wanting to be cool on Instagram and stuff. And I was like, this is perfect. This is salt and pepper. And um, a while back, like I wasn't even supposed to have Instagram. My parents would like get on to me for having it. And uh, I went from just Trey Holston to Trey Salt Holston. And it became kind of like a little stigma and a cool thing. And I think it got me some followers in the beginning. And, and now I see people and they call me salt. Heck yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. Well, Trey, man, I really, really have enjoyed this. Um, thank you all to those fans that submitted questions and all the ones that continue to do so. Sometimes we miss some of them, so I apologize for that. But thank you all for those. And if you all wouldn't mind, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. And if you're enjoying what you hear on this podcast, please make sure and comment or give a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. Trey, anything else you want to share with your fans, fans of the sport, um, or Colton or Creek in the truck? <laughs> um, no, I think we speak our mind plenty in the rig, but I guess one thing I'd just like to share with everybody, like I said, kind of rough season right now, but I just, I love what I do, man. I, I'm so thankful. I feel so blessed. Like, when things are going good, like, it's easy to go good, but when things are going bad, like, this is a cool time. So I'm excited to learn something out of this, and I say that with a lot of humility. Like, it's, it's not like I'm, like, proud to say that, but... Uh, Man, I love what I do. I feel super blessed. I got awesome friends and family. I work with amazing people. Uh, like I always say, my God loves me, my family loves me, and I love me. And I'm, I'm happy where I'm at, man. And I'm excited to keep growing. So. And just so you all know, he's sitting here talking about how rough things are, but he he did just win almost five grand at, Calvert, at Calgary <laughs> on a bull that, honestly, I think he should have won the round on. But that's that's another story. No but comment. No again, comment. he you know, he's bucked off. Yeah, he's you know his riding percentage is probably lower than he likes, but again, he still has had some success and been able to maintain. So, but you know, but that's the mentality, right? That's right, the cool yeah. thing about you. That's the mentality of like I want to learn and I want to get better. So, anyway, again, thank you so much for being here, man. We really enjoyed this, and again, thank y'all for listening and for Lane Frost Brand for sponsoring the podcast for 2023. Without the support Stetson gives us, we couldn't do what we love and give y'all what y'all like to hear. Uh, go to lanefrost.com for merch and all things Lane Frost, along with all of their socials across the major platforms. And remember to use the code TDT15 to save 15% on your orders. Also, thanks again so much to the PRCA and the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame for being such amazing hosts and having us out here. This truly is hallowed ground and we just, we feel so blessed and honored to be here and beautiful mountains in the background like cloud cover right now it's actually it's, it couldn't be any better um i know we talked about salt but trey if you would one more time just kind of give us your social handles and where people can follow along with what you have going on yeah guys if you want to follow get on the gram man that's where i'm at i got facebook i don't do twitter I, i'm just not not a i'm not a uh, gossiper so I'm, I'm on the gram you guys get on there trey <laughs> underscore salt underscore holston man i try to stay on my stories and, and keep everybody up with the little stuff in between but you're gonna see my bull rides you're gonna see what i do at home and uh you're gonna see some just awesome people i work with so yep go check it out there heck yeah and also follow along with us on social media at tough draw and at tough draw talks for more episodes of our podcast as we continue to bring y'all closer to the rodeo community until next time, everyone, enjoy the ride.